I'm going to do my laziest intro yet. Okay. Here we go. Home Alone and welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. It's episode 60. My name is Evan and I'm joined by the one and only Johnny. How are you doing, mate? All the better for hearing that intro, mate. Fuck you know. Pulling out the big guns. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good. Uh, I've had a, I've had a bit of a bachelor's day today. My uh, girlfriend's off at a work thing, so I've just eaten four packets of chicken. I'm on my seventh Coke Zero, and I've watched, like I said earlier, <laughs> Extraction Two and John Wick Four. So really soaking in them bachelor vibes. Please come home, Florence. I miss you. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect day. You can only have one, can't you, yeah. before you yeah. start feeling lonely? Yeah, I need structure. <laughs> oh good mate good it's good to be back first movie in a while this i don't remember what the last one we did together was the faculty oh okay johnny (laughs) thank you (laughs) for all of you who didn't catch our first goosebumps episode yes we recorded a whole episode for the faculty a film from maybe the late 90s early 2000s it's a horror Uh, And I deleted my audio for it by accident. (laughs) I was trying to get Sons of the Forest to work on my laptop. It used to work and it suddenly stopped working. I was like, it's because my laptop's too full. And I deleted everything that had just my name in it. But because I'm dumb, I also deleted the thing I just recorded, which had my name in it. So fuck me and fuck that episode. And I'm, no, fuck this, Johnny. Fuck you. (laughs) No, I can't do this alone. You've got all the plot points. All right, fine. Well, this time around, we watched Home Alone 1990, if you couldn't have bloody guessed from that amazing intro. And I know what you're thinking. Evan, why are we doing a Christmas movie now? And to that, I say, you're lucky I'm not doing another fucking Goosebumps. You're lucky the last Goosebumps was so bad, I don't want to do a Goosebumps again at the moment. The the Goosebumps episode, not our episode, that was fantastic. Definitely. Of course, of course. I'm floundering. (laughs) Shall we get started, as we always do, with a quick little uh, plot to knot? Go for it. Thank you. After you. When bratty eight-year-old <laughs> Kevin McAllister acts out the night before a family trip to Paris, his mother makes him sleep in the attic. <laughs> after, after the McAllisters mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin, he awakens to an empty house and assumes his wish to have no family has come true. But his excitement sours when he realises that two conmen plan to rob the McAllister residence and that he alone must protect the family home. Hmm. Okay. Is the reason that they didn't get him because he was in the attic? Or is it because they were rushing around? And are they con men or are they just burglars? Definitely just burglars. Although he does pretend to be a policeman, I suppose. But that's an aid of them being burglars. Uh, Also, the attic thing... I don't know. Well, it's, they woke up late. Is it? We're going to get to that. But they <laughs> actually will kind of glaze over it. Yeah, they wake yeah. up late. They're bad parents. There's a million fucking kids in the house. It's easy to forget one. Mm, it's like a Christmas at my house. <laughs> well, worth noting now, Kevin being the youngest, I think, in this, had the complete opposite experience to you growing up, Johnny. He did not get that trickle-down love. No. Very strange. <laughs> it threw me off guard a little bit. I was like, why is this poor guy be treated like this? It's unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> I know firsthand that's not how big families work. 
Well, the movie opens with Joe Pesci, who plays our very own Harry Lime, who is at this moment pretending to be a police officer. And he stood in the the entryway to this massive fucking house filled with loads of people just trying to get the attention of any one of the family members that's rushing round. It's a weird scenario that no one's talking to a policeman stood in the house. Yeah, who let him in and just <laughs> left him there? <laughs> Come in, officer. No, no, don't worry. I'll see you in a bit. And then when the dad finally speaks to him, he's like, oh yeah, thanks. Have you had any eggnog? <laughs> <laughs> As if that's a fair response to a policeman sitting in your house. <laughs> And he's just trying to help, you know, tell people that there are going to be burglaries in the neighbourhood because it's yeah. the Christmas period and people usually go away. Mm. Then the, the pizza boy turns up, he gets annoyed as well. There's a whole kerfuffle in the kitchen. I'm going to glaze over all of this because all of Kevin's family, every single fucking one of them, are awful. And this is the worst part of the movie when they're all in the same room together and arguing over pizza and spilt yeah. milk and all that bloody bullshit. Literally arguing over silk, silk milk, fucking hell, spilt milk. <laughs> <laughs> the one person, God knows who, it's impossible to keep track of all these fucking maniacs, tells Kevin to pack his suitcase, uh, which obviously he hasn't done. So he mm. goes around the horde of children in the house trying to find someone to help him pack his suitcase, but not a single one of them wants to help him. He, which is insane, this is insane, he is the most hated person in the family. But yeah. by, I shit you not, Miles, he is the only likeable person in this film. Absolutely. There are so many other children in this household that deserve to be hated, and he is the only one. He rightly points out as well, he's never packed his own suitcase before, and he's asking for some help. At which point, one of them says, congratulations, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all shot on Kevin within this like first five minutes of the movie. Well, yeah, in, in a minute, he goes to Buzz's room. Buzz is his older brother, I think. He looks nothing like Kevin. And he yeah. asks if he can sleep in the room because he doesn't want to sleep with one of the boys that pisses his pants. A very fair request. Kevin mm. did not ask to sleep in the bed. He would have happily crawled on the floor like a dog and slept there. But Buzz says, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you're growing on my ass." <laughs> he's just a boy. He's just Give a, him a break. child. No wonder he's so awful to you. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you said he would just sleep on the floor. Apparently during filming, when he was tired in between takes, he would just lie down on the floor and fall asleep. <laughs> Isn't that just the most adorable thing you've ever heard? Like a cat or a puppy. <laughs> that is adorable until you ask yourself why he had to sleep on the floor because yeah. he was exhausted as a child star because <laughs> yeah. they never let him rest. Yeah. I can understand why they're a bit annoyed that he ha he can't pack his own suitcase considering he talks like a 45-year-old connected man from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of a disjointment there. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely speaks like an adult. But I suppose you have to grow up fast when you're always visiting Michael Jackson. Yeah. You become a lot less attractive <laughs> if you sound true. like a tax man. <laughs> oh, apparently. <laughs> Joe Pesci apparently told Entertainment Weekly that um, Macaulay is not like a usual nine-year-old. He's an old man already. So <laughs> that, that, that lends itself to your, uh, to your assessment. Yeah, Neverland will do that to you. <laughs> is that what it was called? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, God. To, to be a fly on that wall would give you jail never time. land never tell <laughs> never touch oh wait <laughs> you're allowed to break one rule <laughs> i'll never land and i'll never tell no i might touch <laughs> oh god
God. Oh, this broke down quickly. Um, <laughs> Kevin is in Buzz's room, and there's also child number 46, who gives a fuck what they're called, but not in the yeah. movie again. They spot out the window another key character in this movie, old man Marley, who dun, is dun, dun. one of the neighbors, and there's a rumor floating about that he killed his family with a shovel or some such. And mm. He's always carrying around that snow shovel, so that has percolated in the neighborhood. He does look like the sweetest old man ever, though. He does, but he fixes a real, like, thousand-yard stare on anyone within his vicinity. Yeah, I've put that down later. <laughs> At this point, I thought he looked cute. And then when he meets Kevin in the store, when he's trying to buy a toothbrush, he does not fucking help himself. Just locks on to him. He's old enough to be a Vietnam veteran, so he's seen some fucking shit. <laughs> It's all the colour throws him off. <laughs> he was in the deltas. He's he's seen a lot of bad things happen. Those eyes have seen a thousand lives. <laughs> As we were just saying, uh, there's this whole kerfuffle in the kitchen where Kevin spills some milk because he didn't get a cheese pizza, mm. which is it's just kids spinning out, isn't it? It's yeah, the thing they do. But then everybody loses their shit at Kevin, especially Uncle Frank, who is the most hated person in the movie for me. Who yeah. Calls him a little jerk or something. I don't know, maybe mm. it touched on a memory that I've pushed down so far. It's underneath all the other boxes where my memories are. And it sort of wriggled <laughs> a little bit when Uncle Frank said that. I don't know, but I really hate Uncle Frank. No, he is a fucking grade A bellin. He's terrible. <laughs> Kevin's mum, who is, uh, I need to note, played by the wonderful Catherine O'Hara, mm. who I adore she's in amazing. everything she's in apart from this. Her oh, character really? in this is just so... Like, I know she tries to get back to Kevin, but she's just such a fucking bitch before now. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. one person on Kevin's side before this point. And it's yeah, not no the one. dad. He clearly is so focused on whatever work he does to pay for this house and this holiday and all that, that he yeah. doesn't give a shit about the youngest son. But the mum I just needed to be on Kevin's side, and she she wasn't. No. She's just another one against him. <laughs> Chalk that one up to another against <laughs> <laughs> the one who's biologically like designed to love you yeah <laughs> you pushed me out yeah. stop pushing me away stop knocking me in the attic mum please now she drags him to the attic because she doesn't want to hear from him until tomorrow morning uh, and oh this is nitpicky but i'm gonna say it they were arguing over rooms earlier on in the movie and kevin didn't want to sleep with piss boy yeah. But all of a sudden, the attic's free. Yeah. Just a minor a thing I had to mention, I Just suppose. Just sleep up there. Piss boy, to be fair, he's called Fuller. Um, and yeah. in my family, whenever the, the little the little ones want drinks, my sisters always say, easy on the Pepsi Fuller. And that's something that's <laughs> like a staple in our family. But interesting, <laughs> East, interestingly, Fuller is Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. And he's in succession. Is he? Did he turn yeah. into a weird little skeleton man? He's a bit skeletony, but I don't think from drugs. I think just genetics. Ah, right. Hey, McCulkin's back now, baby. He's looking good. He he does look a lot more human. This is a good chance to force in my knowledge of who's married to who. And I don't know why I know this, but he is married to London Tipton from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, if you remember that. Never saw that. Don't know who that is. <laughs> I know we're trying to That's yes probably and, revealing I <laughs> that I was watching kids shows far longer than I should have yeah. been. Because I was probably in my teens when I was watching that. Because <laughs> that's Disney show stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever had like the Disney Channel or anything. So. Oh, see, so we had... What was it called? NTL? Is that what that thing was called before it was Virgin? 
NTM, oh, right. I think it was called. And we used to have, it was Fox Kids, which is where I'd watch Goosebumps. And yeah. then it was Jetix, where you'd get still Goosebumps and your Jackie Chan adventures. You get some Power Rangers and stuff. Uh, uh, but because Disney owned that section of Fox, they binned all that stuff off and they made it Disney XD. So I carried on watching that channel, but I got less of the stuff I liked and more of Zack and Cody and such. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember watching that kind of stuff at my friend's house, but we were too fucking tight to do that. So I had Freeview, so whatever was on there. <laughs> nice. Jack shit, fucking time You got sci-fi. And... That was a yeah. great channel. <laughs> yeah. I, now I would love that. When I was younger, no deal. No, <laughs> no deal. <laughs> Along the way to taking Kevin to the attic, Kevin's mum passes Harry, who is still stood in the doorway. And he is the, the robber pretending to be the police officer. And this is where she just explains the entire trip to him, when they'll be away, what security systems they have in place essentially outlining for him when he can get into the house when yeah. nobody's there to be fair macaulay Cole, uh, sorry kevin McAllister, he holds his own against like 20 people when he spills all of that like pepsi and milk and shit everywhere as a young boy he's just like what mate what well you guys are all fucking dickheads so why aren't i gonna be a dickhead back <laughs> i might be paraphrasing I wish you were all dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> lock me in the fucking attic i dare you bitch <laughs> see what happens <laughs> <laughs> Lock me in the attic, I'll put you in the ground <laughs> There's a man outside with a shovel He'll dig the fucking hole, he's done it before <laughs> Oh, we're gonna fucking get there, mate Don't you worry Well, after Kevin's put in the attic He actually does this whole speech Where he's like, I wish I didn't have a fucking family I wish mm. you're all gone I want to blink and you're not in front of me When I wake up tomorrow You'd all better be fucking out of here and pause on that for a moment. There's a few other things to get to. During the night, there's a bloody storm and a tree branch knocks down the telephone wires. That's going to become important later. Next day, somehow, even though only the telephone wires have been knocked out, not the power. Oh no, the power had two. The power had two. Oh, the power had two when, and it comes Yeah, before back. they get into the taxi, the man comes up to her and says, by the way, we fixed the power, but the phone lines are still oh. down. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, okay, so yeah, that's yeah. the issue with always taking plot notes. You sometimes miss those details, which is the opposite of what you should be doing. You should pick up every detail. <laughs> anyway, they all sleep in till 12, which I still find unrealistic because they've got a house full of kids who all get up at the crack of fucking dawn. No way they would have stayed in till 12. Anyway, they all they all managed to get up. Everyone, attic below. They, they, they round up everything. They get out of the house and they've got to make it to the airport in 45 minutes, mm. which also would never fucking happen in real life unless you live literally on the doorstep of the airport. Yeah, you'll be fucking hard pushed to even do that, I reckon, with the parking and everything. But that that aside, there's that little boy from a, across the street who is a minor character in this, but I really liked him. Who just comes over and just starts reeling off questions to the taxi drivers. <laughs> I thought that was just one of the McAllister boys. No, no, but that's who they count the head of when they're doing a head count before they get on. And they think he's Kevin. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But he's just there, just like, so how much does this van get to the um, miles to the gallon and stuff like that? And the guy's just like, please, kid, can you just fucking leave me alone? <laughs> I've been stood here for four hours. Yeah, yeah. Please leave me alone, kid. <laughs> they all make it to the airport. Uh, and Kevin wakes up to find that nobody is home. And his wish, his wish that his family would disappear has been granted. Hmm. I actually felt a serenity at this moment after all the noise generated by 
the horrible uncle, you quiet you box in my chest, and all the kids <laughs> just fucking ruckusing around that pizza. When Kevin wakes up and they're all gone, in his mind, he's killed them with his wish. I felt serene, mate. <laughs> it, it was a lot fucking quieter, and like you said, it was serene. To go from that level of manicness, especially where they're all being fucking arseholes to him, to him just being sat at the kitchen counter, just being like, hmm, it's awfully quiet around here, is is very juxtaposing. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt it. When he sits on that stool and he's just looking around the kitchen, it's because all the ruckus have been in the kitchen, I know it is. It's the dream. It's what you've had today, Johnny. You've been home alone. How <laughs> oh, serendipitous. I made my fiancé disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I wish that, Florence. I love you dearly. Lift up your camera. I want to see all the milk on the counter. <laughs> Empty pizza boxes and milk everywhere. Wet passports. <laughs> also, who keeps a fucking load of passports on the table full of that much food and liquids? They were fucking asking for that. Yeah, they should be in your carry-ons by now. Yeah, for you to check 800 times before you get on the aeroplane. <laughs> yeah. In the airport, when you're passing through security. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why, actually, they got through the airport so quickly. This is, sorry, uh, trigger warning, everyone. This is pre-9-11. So <laughs> oh, security shit. was nothing then, was it? You literally just walked through. Very true. Yeah, you just thought it was like getting on a fucking train. Yeah. Oh, shit, there we go. And that's how they made it. Shut up, past Evan, you bitch. Must be nice. <laughs> Well, it was nice until it wasn't nice, wasn't it? Yeah, it was <laughs> until, good until the wrong it wasn't. guy walked through the airport. <laughs> yes, I can fly a plane. I went to nah, a there's nothing in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Farewell, American listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin searches the house for his missing family, and he heads down to the basement. This is just set up for that he is scared of the boiler. It starts making all these rumbling noises. And I've only noted this because for some reason, well, it's because I'm dumb and I've always been dumb, but there are wires in my brain that get crossed between this movie and Nightmare on Elm Street because there are boilers in both those movies. In this one, it's the creepy talking one. In the other one, it's where they keep Freddy's glove. The man keeps Freddy's glove after they burn him alive. And I think I'd seen them at similar times because my mum let me watch far more than she should have. Uh, And so forever, I like don't watch this film that often because of that innate fear in my mind. I've watched Nightmare on Elm Street loads, probably because I associate it with Christmas for some reason. Let's keep those in the uh, in the buried boxes, shall we, Evan? Yeah, they're rumbling. Russell, Russell, come and open me. He also pops outside into a driveway to see that the cars are actually still there. So he thinks they can't have driven to the airport. So this is what reinforces the the wish he made is what made them disappear. It's not that they've actually gone on holiday. So this boy actually thinks he's magic or, you know, something has granted that wish for him. Yeah. And very quickly now move into an iconic scene from this movie and one that comes up much more than I thought it did. Kevin puts on the movie Angels with Filthy Souls which is the Keep the Change of Filthy Animal movie. Amazing. And I'm going to work this in, even though I know everyone who's listening knows this. This is not a real movie. They made this clip of a movie for this movie. I did not know that. That is not too confusing. Oh, well, there you go. At least you didn't (laughs) know. Yeah. Angels with Filthy Souls is not a real movie. It's just something they filmed for this. Interesting. I didn't know that. He's he's also running around the house like a dog with the zoomies. Like when dogs get all rolled up and they just fucking dash about. (laughs) 
yeah and there's the bit with um when he's going through buzz's stuff his brother's stuff and he finds the picture of buzz's girlfriend and goes woof (laughs) yeah so funny apparently um the director thought it would be too cruel to use a picture of a real girl so they dressed up the um art director's son like a girl and that's that's who that picture was they thought it would be too unfair yeah. Well, that was nice of him. I thought so. Uh, who was the director so. of this? Chris Columbus? Yeah, silly name. Yeah. He did the first two Harry Potter movies. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. It's it's a shame that Dan isn't on because he could tell you a great story of when he was... Uh, this will come up again later, but the bit where it says, keep the change, you filthy animal. I should probably say this later when the pizza are being delivered. But Dan used to be, uh, bef- I think before university, he was a pizza delivery guy. And... Um, when he went up to the house of someone, some kids answered the door, they gave him the money, and then they said, keep the change, you filthy animal. But he'd never seen this film, so he was like, who's this rude little cunt? <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't realise for ages that he was quoting this. It's just like, this child was so fucking rude to me. <laughs> That's very Dan not to have seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. You filthy animal. <laughs> keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, you're right. Kevin does go into Buzz's room. He sees his girlfriend, Woof. He also finds the BB rifle and has a yeah. bit of fun with that. Fucking sharpshooter. It's like Mark Wahlberg just yeah. popping off those things. Add that to your internal lists now, Johnny and listeners. Because it will all become evidence later on for what Kevin really is. <laughs> well, about seven hours into their flight, Mr. and Mrs. McAllister, Kevin's mum and dad, they finally realise that they've forgotten Kevin. Well, the mum does. The dad is like, I left the garage doors open, which he fucking did. I think I think that's pretty good writing, though. It all sort of, like, ties together quite well. Like, he comes out and he sees the cars in the driveway, which for him implies that he made his parents disappear. And then that's also used in another way from the parents' perspective, because they're worrying about this. And then he's like, oh, I left the garage doors open. It's all, very, like, all the ends of little bits of string are tied up quite neatly. Yeah, yeah. But what would have been more impressive is if the dad had thought, I haven't seen my youngest son today. <laughs> oh, he's at home. Where is Kevin? He certainly didn't have his uh, his boarding pass. I seem to still have his in my pocket. What's all that about? Oh, yeah, they'll have his fucking passport. Oh, yeah. They'll have his passport. They'll have his boarding pass. Well, it succumbed to milk damage, probably. That was the one on the bottom. <laughs> Kevlin McBlallister. Who's this? I don't know this guy. <laughs> it's not my son. We're the McAllisters. <laughs> McBlallister? Who the fuck are they? <laughs> oh, well, now the action's in full swing. This is Harry and Marv go over all the houses in the neighbourhood. They're sat in the street. They know who's away because Harry did his police thing with everyone in the street. And Harry's showing off knowing when all the automatic lights, which was the criminal defence system of the 90s, apparently, were, were about to go off. I like that bit. I like that. I thought it was quite cool how they're like almost professional in that moment where he's done all of this casing. He's got all like the times written down and he's pointing at the houses and the lights are coming on and it makes you, lulls you into the false sense, well, the false sense that they're proper career criminals when, as we really find out, they're just bumbling fools. But I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, you do get that sense. And Harry obviously seems a lot more on it than Marv does. But... I think I well, we're going to get to it, but yeah. Harry's what gets to him is his anger later on when he's yeah, being yeah. beaten by a fucking a kid, <laughs> a child, <laughs> which I think would get to us all. Joe Pesci and um, what's his face? Can't remember his name. Daniel Stern. They were both fucking brilliant in this. They were so good. 
every scene that they were in they, they had some genuinely funny bits when it is it's a kid's film but fuck man it was so funny that some of the especially later on i was properly cackling and i've seen this film a hundred times it's because they play it seriously yeah. If they were playing it like Monty Python, slapstick, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been funny. But because they are genuinely trying to murder this child and <laughs> rob this house, it is funny. It's great. It's, and Joe Pesci as well from like Goodfellas where he's like this fucking maniac who's stabbing yeah. people and shooting people and doing all this mad shit. And then he's being bested by an eight-year-old. <laughs> and I like that he, he thinks back positively on this role as well. This wasn't just mm. something he did, you know, just to make a quick buck. He, yeah, this is yeah. one of the things he talks about as a highlight of his career. And yeah, he was very famous before that, and this is still one of the the jewels in his crown. So that's that tells you all you need all you need to hear about that, doesn't it? Well, they they are really attracted to the McAllister house. When Harry was doing his rounds, this is the one that stood out to him. This mm. is the big house with all the stuff in this jewelry around, there's toys around, there's all sorts they can steal. So they hit this one first. And they start circling the house towards the basement, the easiest point of entry. But the, the van door slamming wakes Kevin up and he runs down to the basement to switch a light on, which scares them off. They panic that there are actually people in the house. Harry might have gotten the details wrong. So for now, they, they back away. They get out of there. Kevin's afraid for a bit now. He does a bit of hiding under the covers. As actually triggered a bit for me. I, that sort of... I didn't remember fully, but I remember the feeling of being a, a, a child and like something happening in the house and like yeah, running yeah. upstairs and waiting until you weren't afraid anymore. Yeah, for I sure. I tried not to remember because you start to open too many boxes, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but eventually he decides that he's not afraid anymore. He runs out into the street uh, and starts yelling that he's not afraid anymore. But then he catches old man Marley across the street. And he cacks his bloody pants and gets back into the house. Fair enough. He gives him another one of those non stares. <laughs> yeah, his head just like snaps around to them and makes eye contact until you run away. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, he is a scary looking dude on the outset, but I think he's a very warm character by the end. Yeah, once we get to the church, which I'm looking forward to, he's uh, a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. let's... Let's get there, eh, Johnny? Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the same time as all this has been happening, Kevin's parents are like in the airport. They're trying to phone everyone desperately. They're trying to get hold of the police. They've had trouble with that. But they've managed to get officers sent round to the house to check on Kevin. But because all this has just happened with old man Marley, uh, he's under the sheets. He's too afraid to answer the door. So the police just give up and go home. That's them out of the equation now. That's what's writing those off. Yeah, when she's on the phone to the police and they're just sort of giving her the fucking back and forth and then directing her to different departments and stuff. And the it's like the family crisis care guy. He's eating a donut while he's on the phone. Did you notice a bit of donut falls out of his mouth and lands on the fucking handset and it's there for so long? I didn't notice that, no. <laughs> I've got such a thing about food. People chewing with their mouths open firstly bugs the fucking shit out of me. A, he's doing that, and B, food fell out of his fucking mouth and was, oh, God, I hated it. I hated it. I agree with you adjacently to the first one. People opening their mouths while they're eating doesn't bother me because I don't look at other people while they're eating because it is mostly a disgusting act. It is <laughs> hearing people eating that bothers me. When oh, yeah. They're slurping, crunching crisps, and they're, like it echoes in their fucking mouth. Can you go into the <laughs> other fucking room and eat, please? <laughs> I'm trying to watch TV. I, I eat like a fucking maniac to be... Well, not so much loudly as just 
insanely quickly. See, I will eat my own words because I'm one of the I'm one of the people that if they're really enjoying a meal, will go mmm. Mm. 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 Like after every mouthful. I have a vivid memory of going for food with my mum. I was eating a pasta. I didn't know I was doing it. And I was enjoying the shit out of it. And I was going, hmm. Mm. And then I looked up just to see if everyone else was enjoying their meals. And they were all looking at me. And mum said, Are you enjoying that? No, it's shit. Like I was fucking mm. whacking off. Mm. Mm. Evan, please stop touching so yourself. I tried to rein it we're in. We're trying now. to eat. Yeah. I try not to enjoy my meals, but that just makes everyone else all the more audible. Yeah. If you well, don't bottle it up too much because eventually it'll explode into all this enjoyment all at once and you never know what that might be. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to let it out sometimes. I'll spuff out a Mary Rose sauce into my pants. <laughs> Oh, for anyone unaware of that that's just a, a general mix of two parts ketchup one part mayonnaise <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> oh, well now we're at the next day and we get another iconic scene from this movie which also happens more times than I remembered where Kevin's getting ready for the day he's in the mirror he's acting like a 40 year old man uh, and he slaps on the aftershave and he screams oh it's probably the DVD cover of the movie if you had mm. that it is indeed, yeah. which incidentally wasn't meant to be the cover, but what they asked him to do a screaming face and he put his hands on his cheeks and then didn't take them away in time and it was and now it's like the iconic image of the of the whole franchise. There we go. There you go. Well now Kevin gets back to searching the house for stuff he can use to survive. Uh, he goes back into Buzz's room, which which is the worst trail to be fair, so he would go to his room first. Mm. He climbs up the shelves, they all collapse, but he still manages to steal his life savings which is probably about a hundred dollars yeah in the 90s also the tarantula escapes yeah 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 Yeah, the 90s but still 70 quid back then yeah probably a bit closer now 90 pounds probably now (laughs) the pound is so weak johnny (laughs) let's talk about the economics of the us dollar to the pound (laughs) oh it's real bad here americans it's getting real bad our government is so shit inflation is so high but we do nothing about it the French are striking because some guy got shot by a policeman. We don't even strike when we get fucked daily. <laughs> Proper fucks. <laughs> Sorry, not striking. Uh, that's the British coming out of me. Rioting. Yeah. I didn't even want to say the word riot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're too English to say the R word. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to set the record straight, I am Welsh, yes, thank you. Well, I'm half Maltese. Keep clinging on to that, don't you? I am, yeah. Maybe my dad will show up if I say it enough times. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Kevin's wish, but in reverse. (laughs) That's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't get the words out. I was laughing too much. (laughs) Well, Harry and Marv leave the McAllister's place for now and they get started with the Murphy's place, which is like a house down, two houses down, something like that, Mm. where the phone happens to ring and it's Kevin's dad. He's doing the rounds of all the houses again, phoning them, asking them to, reminding them that they're on holiday. Obviously, Harry and Marv hear this and they realise, well, they could just fucking head over to the McAllister's place and rob the shit out of it. Kevin now, probably the scene I remember the most from the movie for some reason, he goes to a random shop near an ice rink 
and tries to buy a, a toothbrush. But it's not the old man Murphy stuff I remember from a minute. It's literally just him trying to buy the toothbrush. So again, I don't want to harp on this too much, but maybe that's something I've pushed down and I had trouble buying a toothbrush at some point, and that's why I remembered this. I don't know. Stop Stop unpacking, Evan. Stop unpacking. Was the toothbrush approved by the American Dental Association, Evan? Was yes, it? yes, it's that. No, no one knows. Why would they know? They just buy in from some warehouse. And Oman Marley comes in, and this is where I made the realisation that, okay, this guy isn't helping himself with all these serial killer rumours because he just darts his eyes at everybody. His head turns from facing forward to 90 degrees in <laughs> 0.3 of a second, and his eyes never blink whilst he's staring at... Um, not Macaulay, what's his name? Kevin. And then Kevin backs out of the store, and instead of saying anything to alleviate the situation, old man Marley just continues staring at him <laughs> until he eventually steals the toothbrush and then runs away. And then he's got to make his escape from the police and the shop, and he runs across the ice rink, and he dives under someone's legs, another very iconic scene. Very it's good stuff. This is a good movie. It is good, but this was the first of a, a string of crimes committed by young Kevin McAllister. Would you like to get those five of them? Would you like to hazard a guess of what they are? All the crimes in this movie. Or, or committed by him specifically. The whole film. The whole film. There's there's five. Okay, so... According to Reddit. Thieving. <laughs> yeah. Thieving is definitely one of them. Grievous bodily harm. Uh, yeah. Because he intended to kill those men at the end, for sure. Yeah, the American equivalent, but yeah. Is trespassing one of them? Does he? Oh, of course he trespasses in the oh, Murphy's he does. place. That's not on the list, though. Chalk it up. <laughs> what else does he do? There's a couple that sound very similar. Yeah, do me the rest. Go I'll on. do the rest. So we got assault. We got yeah. negligent destruction of property. Stealing, shoplifting, okay. which I feel like are the same thing, but apparently are different. Yeah. And when he traps the people inside the house, that's technically legal under self-defense laws, but escaping the house and then injuring them afterwards is a, uh, a battery charge. <laughs> Oh, in the... Yeah, 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 that's the same here. So you're allowed to... It's a bit weirder here. You're allowed to... I studied uh, law at A-level, by the way. That's why I know this. Uh, You are allowed to defend yourself and your own property. And whilst you're not technically allowed to kill people, if you do kill a person in the process of that, accidentally, that's when you can use the defence of uh, self-defence. If they were running then that's no longer self-defense and you will go down for murder. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there might be a bit more lax on that in the States. But yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, actually. They've got like the, oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the American. Well, I think the reason system. you get away with it less here is because in the US they have guns. So if yeah. you shoot someone, I mean, they're, they're more likely to die. But because we don't have guns, that's true. Uh, you know, it's a lot harder to prove you didn't mean to kill the guy with your lamp, you know? Yeah. You could have just hit him once and then he tries to run. But if you smash a guy in the face 10 times with a lamp, you, you meant to kill him. Three's enough. <laughs> yeah, three is the stop line for lamp hittings. No more, no less. <laughs> How many times did you hit him? Only twice. We don't even need this court case. (laughs) Twice. Throw it out. Why are we here? (laughs) Oh. After robbing the Murphy's place, Marv and Harry have a little argument because Harry doesn't like that Marv leaves their calling sign everywhere, which is to put a rag in the sink 
and let the whole house fill up with water, which is kind of diabolical on two fronts because one, you have to pay for the water bill yeah. and two, you have to pay for all that water to be cleaned up. I'd be more annoyed about that than my stuff going missing because those are larger bills. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's just destroyed everything that's left. Yeah. It's 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 terrible. It's a terrible thing to do. But to be fair, it's, I kept confused between Marvin Harry. Joe Pesci's character is like, that's sick. Why are you doing that? That's a horrible thing to do. <laughs> so I guess there is honour amongst thieves. I guess so, but you're also stealing everyone's possessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess the fucking moral compass is a bit askew, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, after they leave the house, Kevin happens to be walking home at the same time, and they almost hit him with the van. And they have this little tete-a-tete. In this moment, Kevin recognises the shiny gold tooth in Harry's mouth, which he'd seen at his house when Harry was pretending to be a police officer. Harry catches on immediately that something's going through Kevin's mind. So they they start to stalk him down the street. (laughs) And Harry and Marv wonder why Kevin would start to run from them. But I can tell them why. It's because he's walking in the road and you are driving directly at him. Now, don't (laughs) don't get me wrong. He has the full power to put an end to this himself by simply walking on the curb like a normal human being. But I can also understand his inclination to run (laughs) when you simply just don't pass him on an empty street. As as adult men who can drive, you can go around. So I can see both sides. Yeah, when two fully grown men are following children, children, children down the road in a van, it doesn't bode well, does it, for anyone involved? Why is he running? Because <laughs> you're chasing him. Why with a do van. you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, they eventually give up the chase when they they uh, they park outside a church and they think that he's gone inside uh, and they they couldn't possibly go in there. And I'm sure that lends to some fan theories about them being demons or something, but. We ain't got time for that. There's only two of us in this half the movie to go. (laughs) After learning, of course, that the McAllister house is actually empty and not even knowing that the boy they just met belongs to the McAllister house, they pull back back up later that night and they find a full fucking party in swing. This is is an iconic movie, so there are lots of iconic scenes, but this is the one where Kevin has set up that whole charade inside the house. There's lights everywhere. And everything inside is casting a shadow on the windows and everything that makes it look like it's full of fucking people. And there are many ways that these two fully grown men could deduct that this is a performance. One, by, say, approaching the house and looking in the window. But the big one is to ask themselves, why is that lady just rotating in the window? (laughs) Because that's the central focus of the shot, is a mannequin on like some sort of fan stand or something rotating in the window but they don't question that they're just like eh, party's on let's go yeah it's either that or the guy just with a can in his hand every three seconds drinking from it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well yeah well christmas though mate that's, yeah that's necessary enough. i've been that person or the basketball player yeah. circling the room with his basketball that's another one <laughs> michael jordan came to the house that's how he dance he dance <laughs> that's how he dances <laughs> that's how michael jordan does so they head out uh they give up again for tonight we get another scene now where the pizza boy arrives again another iconic scene i keep saying it but they keep being iconic yeah and he plays angels with filthy souls to to scare the pizza boy off in modern america if there had been gunshots in the house kevin would be dead and that house would be swiss cheese but luckily (laughs) kevin's okay 
Yeah, the more alarming thing is, is that the pizza delivery guy didn't call the police saying that someone just shot at him. No. <laughs> they would at least send a couple of cars around to check if someone was in the house with a machine gun. <laughs> well, you'd like to think so. It could be that. He actually did tell the police, but the police officer who checked the house earlier was like, no, I checked that house, it's empty. I knocked the door for at least a minute. <laughs> yeah, that, that pizza delivery guy clearly got it wrong and heard it all in his head. So back across the world... We're back to Kevin's mum, who's managed to swingle... Swingle? Is that a word? I mean, mm. it's not highlighted in docs. Swingle. What am I trying to think of when you... Swindle's a word. Swingle isn't a word. I don't think it is. Swindle. That's what I meant to write. But Google Docs isn't telling me that swingle isn't a word. So, hey, somebody email in and tell me what swingle means. <laughs> That's S-W-I-N-G-L-E. It sounds like an app for swingers. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Kevin's mum manages to swindle two tickets on a flight back to the US from just the oldest people on earth. It is quite a cute little scene. She's like trying to, to bargain with them with all of her stuff. Like she she does start being a better character from here on out once she's made the awful mistake of leaving her son at home. Mm. But it, yeah, she, she managed to get them and to head back to the US on yeah, the she's trying next to, slide out. She's trying to bribe those two people, isn't she? So she's offering her, like, her rings and her earrings and a pocket translator, which, in my head, I thought was like just like a phrasebook or something like that. Googled it. It was like a mini laptop that uh, acts as like Google Translate. So you type it in and then it types out whatever it is in a foreign language. What a fucking genius idea. Hey. Yeah, I know. They still exist, but now we've all got phones, so... Seems fairly yeah, redundant. Yeah, that would have been brilliant if phones hadn't just come out after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're back to Kevin, and he is begging a picture of his family to bring them all back. Mm. But it wasn't the pictures doing Kevin, it was yours, you little devil dealer. <laughs> he then goes shopping. He has this all, whole interaction with the, the cashier. He's pretending to be an adult the entire time, which is funny but also requires whoever you're doing that to to be deaf and blind, because you sound like a boy and you look like a boy, so it doesn't work out for him. And the only reason I know this is because something wowed me, and then immediately I was unwowed. It's when Kevin is walking home with his big bags of shopping, and for one I thought, well, they, they, they can't have anything in them. That's got to be just, like, plastic and air in there, yeah. because he's carrying them too easily. And then the bag split and mm. it all went out all over the floor. And I was like, wow, movie magic. How did they do that? <laughs> and then I Googled how they did that. And it's it's just with string. Oh. <laughs> I thought there'd been mini explosives in there. Or this is like the first CGI. <laughs> Kevin was just holding string. He let go of the string and the bags opened from the bottom. <laughs> So that's the quickest I went from being wowed to being art. <laughs> Mini explosives. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making me think of four lions where they're walking down the road with the explosives in the carrier bags. Yes, yes. You know, I, I had never seen that film and I watched it like last year. It is oh, brilliant. It's phenomenal. It's so good. If anyone hasn't watched Four Lions, it is came out worryingly soon after the 7-7 bombings but it's uh yeah it was fu it's fucking brilliant it's so good i don't know how it ever got made anyway it's no. so mad it's very very funny but it's um 
Yeah, I can, ima- I can see why people found it a bit insulting at the time. Oh, for sure, yeah. So now we're, we're reaching the part in the movie where Kevin is overcoming his fears, but for real this time, because he mm. heads down to do some laundry, and the boiler actually says, hello, Kevin, maniacally. But I imagine <laughs> it was part of his imagination. Yeah. And he just bats it off. He's like, shut up, shut up, boiler room. But I am still afraid of it for some reason. But fine with Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) (laughs) Someone needs to take a look in your brain at some point, Evan. That is a worrying. (laughs) So Harry and Merv have now come back to watch the house. And they realise it looks a lot less jumping than last night. Marv is told to go investigate. And he heads round to the back door. And he happens to overhear Kevin. Or maybe Kevin realises he's there. And he plays the film again. He does, yes, because mm. he wrote, rewinds and goes through it a bit. Um, and he plays the Angels Have Filthy Souls to make Marv, who's not the smartest guy, to be to be fair, believe that someone has just been murdered in the house. Someone's robbing the house. Someone's killed the partner who is robbing the house with them. And Marv runs back to the, the car to tell Harry. Mm. And, and Kevin does this by putting firecrackers in a, a saucepan right next to the door and setting them off at the exact moment that the guy on the screen shoots the gun. And if there is anything that is (laughs) incredible about this boy, it is his sense of timing. Because he's done it twice now. (laughs) With a guy who is actually threatening to break into the house and with the pizza boy. Just using that film to convince them that... Well, to influence real life. So... eh. Do you know how they set off the, uh, the... How he set off the firecrackers at the right time? String. You say that, but he was holding string. (laughs) Movie magic, once again. I'm such an innocent soul, Johnny, that I wanted to believe you so badly that it took me a full minute to realise you were making fun of me. (laughs) And the boxes rumble. (laughs) Well, Merv tells Harry that someone just got blown away in the house, but Harry wants to stick around regardless to find out who it was that shot someone in the house. So at least if they get pinned for their jobs, they can use the person who murdered someone in this house as leverage to get out of their jail sentence. All very good stuff. Now we head back over to the airport where Kevin's mum meets John Candy's character, Gus Polanski. Yes, R.I.P. What a fucking legend. He's so good in everything. Not a film he's in that's bad. No, he's fucking brilliant. So good. Have you seen Spaceballs? Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Rick Moranis, John Candy, other people. Uncle Buck as well, of course. Macaulay Culkin was in that with him. Was he? He was the little boy in that. In Spaceballs? No, in Uncle Buck. Oh, Uncle Buck. Sorry, I missed that bit. Yes, Uncle Buck is fucking legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we have to do some of those. Oh, that would be a good one, actually. Anyway, um, Gus overhears Kevin's mum trying to get a flight home, and he offers to give her a ride in his band's van. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because there is a good, there's a good fan theory on Reddit that says that Gus, John Candy's character, is the devil, and Kevin's mum is selling her soul to get back to the family, because at the beginning of the movie... She says that she will sell her soul to get back. And the other, quotes evidence for this is that they're in an airport, which is a sort of figurative crossroads where deals with demons are usually dead. <laughs> Seems a bit fucking loose. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> it's all very tenuous, but I liked it. And I'd heard it before we watched it this time. I, really? I like, read it. It's one of those things that are posted on Facebook from time to time. And I remembered it as we were watching. And I thought I'd go and find out the source. But literally, it's just a post that says those two things. And then there's like an addition that's like, also, he plays a woodwind instrument, which in some texts have been linked to the devil. Mm, yeah. As we all know, it's a common misconception that the devil loves black metal and, and thrash metal and stuff like that. And in fact, he loves polka music. Which... <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, if we're talking about things gotten wrong about the devil, people often say that hell must be hot. But uh, in the Bible, it says that the devil is encased in ice. So it must be fucking cold, mate. Does it really? Well, I would do quite well with that. I'm a, I'm a cold weather boy. Send me down there. Well, you'd I don't love it down there, mate. Yeah. Well, that's where we're going, buddy. Yeah, that's all where my mates are going to be. <laughs> Bring I'll a jacket. Like, yeah, I'll be all lonely up, upstairs. <laughs> yeah, so there's not much more to it than that. But I do like little fan theories that dig into like these minor characters. And I, I really love supernatural stuff. So anytime I can, I will jam those in. Yeah. Harry and Marv now wake up from sleeping in the van to see that Kevin is cutting down a little Christmas tree for himself because he's oh, all sad. And so this sad. is where they finally put together. But uh, Kevin lives in the, in the house they've been trying to rob. That's why he was so panicked the other day when he saw them. Harry realizes that there's actually nobody in the house. It's just the boy. Let's bloody rob this shit. Mm. Harry goes up to the house to confirm that it's just Kevin. And Kevin sees him in the ball ball in the reflection. And Kevin like pretends to shout out to his dad, but Harry knows that's bullshit. And he just as awkwardly as he can works in the movie title that he's home alone. <laughs> it's my favourite bit of every movie. I love yeah, I do too. It's like obviously as yeah. they can. It's like a nod to you, like yeah. ah. Uh, you see what we're we doing? know. <laughs> There's a bit as well where he's um, saying, we'll come back at nine, it'll be it'll be dark then. It's like, yeah, kids are scared of the dark. It's like, you're scared of the dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not scared of the dark. It was fucking, that bit made me laugh as well. So, yeah, their chemistry is really good. Yeah. And obviously he shouts that as loud as they can so Kevin can hear them so the rest of the movie can happen. Yeah, of course. There's a ticking clock now. Oh, yes. We're getting into the good bit. Here we come. Kevin now takes this chance to go see Santa. <laughs> Not more Santa, but you know, one of the other Santas you get sat around having kids on their lap, giving them presents. He's just finished his job. He's gotten a ticket. He's smoking a cigarette. Uh, he, he's not in the best of moods. Kevin wants fake Santa. He knows he's a fake Santa, but he also knows that they pass on messages to real Santa. But instead of presents this year, he just wants his family back. <laughs> At which point, the fake Santa realizes. This is way above his fucking pay grade. Above the $5 he's making an hour to sit there and hand shit presents to kids. Kevin then fires off like the hundred names of people in his family to this guy. Who must be thinking, Jesus Christ, what happened to this kid's family that killed them all at once apart from him? From where? It's only a short leap to Jesus Christ, this kid killed his entire family. <laughs> it just made me think of that um, Russell Brand Ponderland bit where it's like, ho, 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 I'm not qualified to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly this. Yeah. <laughs> After saying that he will pass on the message to Santa, Kevin makes his way home and he sees all the happy families having a good time. Which is a lie, by the way, because we've all been to Christmases and we all know none of them are good times. They're all 
drinking as much as you can and pushing down all your feelings and not yeah. saying the things you want to say <laughs> to the family members who aren't your favourites and eating the world's worst bird. <laughs> yeah, he then pops into church, you know, to catch a cow or two. But also I imagine because he thought, you know, Santa probably can't resurrect my family, who, you know, at this point, Kevin believes he's actually wished his family into death. So now his thinking is, Santa probably can't bring people back to life. His powers probably stop at Connect Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's gone to God as like a backup plan. God can probably bring people back to life. And I, I didn't really mean this wish. So let's try with him. He's done it before. We know he's done it before. I'm sure he can bring yes. back my family. He's done it at least once. And that was like 2,000 years ago. So, you know, power reset. He's, re- he's refined it now. <laughs> And here he runs into old man Murphy uh, and he's a little afraid at first, but, you know, he explains that all of this serial killer bullshit was a lie, which Kevin believes far too quickly, but luckily it wasn't true. Mm. And he finally seems to get a handle on his serial killer face. But something that really annoyed me is you're not allowed just to stand up in mass and start talking to someone. (laughs) Everybody would stop what they're doing and look at you. I've been to enough masses to know that is what would happen. (laughs) They wouldn't carry on singing. Everybody would say, what are you doing? Especially an old man talking to a lone child. They've got got to try and steer themselves away from that fucking demographic, if I'm honest. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they might have a bit more tone in it. What are you doing? (laughs) You can't do it openly. (laughs) (laughs) We know this is a church, but... (laughs) He also sort of fucking unloads all of these like the old man unloads all of this like trauma and stuff and how he he hasn't spoken to his son in a long time and they had an argument and he hasn't spoken and he's very lonely because it's christmas time and all this stuff and it's an eight-year-old boy who's like consoling this this old man <laughs> i mean yeah there's other people you can go to than children mate oh, but he takes the advice from the yeah. eight-year-old boy doesn't he yeah, well he to does. be fair he says that he doesn't have anyone else so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite sad <laughs> beggars can't be choosers also i said old man murphy there which was a mistake i kept making throughout my notes it's old man marley i don't know why i couldn't grasp that when marley is literally from another christmas it's movie marley, as well, christmas carol. Oh, i love that song yeah and i, I love that movie the muppets <laughs> christmas carol is my all-time top number one best movie ever <laughs> top number one <laughs> <laughs> But it's like all those other number ones. This is my top number one. (laughs) It's getting late, Johnny. It is. Getting real late. Oh, God. Well, Kevin now decides that it's time to defend the house. And Mm. so begins the montage of him going just full jigsaw on these two guys. So I'm going to run you through everything he does. He starts by drawing out a floor plan in crayon. He puts small toys beneath the rug by the front door. He pours water on the steps, hoping it's going to freeze. He heats up a brand of some sort he got from the barbecue and puts it on the door handle. He tars up the basement stairs and puts a nail in something that looks the same colour as the tar. He links a rope from his bedroom to the treehouse. He glues up some cling film, lies feathers on a stool in front of a fan, and dangles paint at the top of the stairs and then (laughs) microwaves his dinner. He had a plan and he fucking nailed it. Like the Viet Cong in Vietnam, this boy is an ice dick killer. (laughs) On, yes. He's dug a hole in the floor and he's got a little flap and he's going to pop up at some point. Old man Marley would be fucking freaking out if he saw him making all these booby traps. (laughs) Yeah, but there's no time for mac and cheese, is there? He's got some burglars to assault. (laughs) 
<laughs> Welcome to the killing fields, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, the clock now strikes nine. Harry and Marv are preparing to enter through the back door, and Kevin loads his gun. They try to convince Kevin at first to let let them in. They think he's going to be reasonable, or he'll be just be tricked into it. But as as they're talking, he leans the gun out through a cat flap. He shoots Harry in the nuts. Mom, for some reason, sticks his head through the cat flap where Harry just got shot from and gets shot in the face. And I don't know what the power of guns were like, but if you were shot close range with one in the head, yeah, I don't think you'd be okay. I think you would at least get some kind of like, because it's like an air rifle more than like a BB gun, isn't it? That's going to probably fracture your skull yes, or something. air rifle is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh, I think I think it would act like a real bullet and from that close kill Marv. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine if that's where the film ends. It's a man with his head through a dog flap. He's <laughs> been shot in the head, and the film just ends. You cut back to Harry, <laughs> and his brains just empty onto his shoes. <laughs> the end. It's just Home a alone. dead man stuck through a door. well we joke but we elevate to there momentarily so after this they now go for a pincer movement harry goes in through the front door uh, and marv's gonna go into the basement they both immediately slip on the water that's frozen on both those steps also wanted to add here what if the mum had come home at this point and she tried to walk up the steps and smashed her fucking head in Kevin's in war mode right now. Do you think he would just bury the body with old man Marley? Or do you think he's calling the police? Uh, I think at this point he's gone too far. He's going to be getting um, old G.I. Marley to dig some more holes. Yeah, fill in the bath with drain cleaner, bleach, yeah. anything that would melt skin. You deal with the bones later. <laughs> Marv eventually gets into the basement, tries to turn the light on. I love this because it... It looks so genuinely like he's switching the light on. Yeah. And then the camera changes angle and it's the laundry chute. The iron that's attached to the other end of the <laughs> of the string tumbles down. And if he hadn't already died, this also should have killed him. <laughs> yeah, came or at least skull like, put him out of action. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking... Oh man, that bit is so funny where it just pulls off into his hand and then he just sees the iron coming down the laundry chute. So good. Dude, these bit, this whole sequence have been fucking bits, I'm telling you. Even now, like, I'm fucking 30 this year and it still makes me fucking crease. It's such a good movie and this sequence is amazing. Harry now gets equal treatment. He puts his hand on the doorknob, but that's the one that Kevin had attached the brand to and he just loses 90% of the skin on his hand. Yeah. That thing has been heating up for like an hour. You can There's see no way he hot. has use of that hand anymore. No, yes. it's fucked. He would have third degree burns on his hand and it branded him with the M on the fucking door handle. Did you see that? The <laughs> McAllister M, just so he always remembers. <laughs> you, he always remembers what he tried to do to this boy should he live. <laughs> and such a pertinent thing to say, Johnny. Remember... But Kevin wants them to remember. That's going to come up again, baby. (laughs) So Marv now tries to, you know, he's gotten past the iron. Somehow he's still standing and he's walking up the tarred steps of the basement towards the main house. He's lost his shoes. He's lost his socks. And just as he reaches that final step, the worst thing, in my opinion, that can happen to you Mm -hmm. around the house, something goes in your foot. Often I will walk out, like out in my garden, which has like a little concrete path. 
and there will just be something on there that's a little bit sharp, like a little pebble or like a little piece of grass that's facing the wrong way, and it will penetrate my foot a little bit. And yeah. the feeling I get from that is like nothing else. It's awful. It disgusts me in ways I cannot describe beyond that. And to see in a children's movie <laughs> yeah. the nail go through his foot, oof, to my core, Johnny. Well, you'll love this. Our friend Alex Knight, when we were we were kids, we were out playing at my, my friend's house and he trod on a bit of wood with a nail in it. And he was just like very plain faced, like I've just stood on a nail. And I was like, oh, don't be stupid, mate. It's not can't be that bad. And he was like, no, I think it's in my foot. I was like, well, it, it's not going to be that far in because you're wearing shoes or whatever. And then we carried on like doing whatever we were doing. And then he took his shoe off and poured out so much blood <laughs> from his shoe. He had to go to the doctors and get a fucking tetanus jab. <laughs> I think well, yeah, he did anyway. You do if he didn't, he should have. Yeah. Because yeah, that was. That was horrible, but I've I've done it at work before because there's always bits of wood with nails in, and it's gone through my shoe and it's gone between my toes and out the top of my shoe. Oh, <laughs> that was that was squeaky bum time. That I would have been more disgusted by your story about your mate if you hadn't said he'd poured the blood out of his shoe, which alleviated it for me a little bit. I found that funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, it was nighty. Yeah, but it's disgusting. You know I hate him. Stuff. Oh, nighty. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that bit. I have met him. Yeah. He's also my mate. <laughs> You went to university with him. <laughs> Isn't it funny that it's him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> I can imagine him pouring the blood out of his shoe. <laughs> oh, love you, Naughty, if you're listening. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> Arguably, Harry gets it worse here because he walks in through the front door and he's greeted by a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> at, at this point, you realise <laughs> Kevin isn't trying to keep these men out. He wants to kill them. He wants blood. He wants bodies. I to <laughs> kill a man. I told you. <laughs> He's not. There's no chance he's taking an L on this one. He's fucking going for murder. He's well. He's already got previous. He's got theft. He's got all these other shit. What's a little bit of murder? It's such such a gigantic step from putting toys underneath the carpet to setting up a tripwire flamethrower on your kitchen door. It's so funny. Again, where did he learn it? He didn't have YouTube to like just quickly search how to set up flamethrowers, so he knew instinctively. The anarchist cookbook, maybe that was a thing in the nineties. <laughs> Again, imagine if his mum had come through the door. <laughs> Kevin, I'm home. <laughs> if somehow she'd made it up the steps and the cracker skeleton, he fucking melts it. Oh my god. Oh god. What a psychopath. <laughs> okay, god, it's getting hot. <laughs> but literally, he just got set on fire, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Harry. He boots the door in, which also dismantles the, the flamethrower. <laughs> And then uh, we get a bit more tame, a bit more vanilla from here, because then he walks into the dining room and he hits cling film with glue on it. And it's the, the feathers blowing over yeah. onto the... the oh, and he's covered in tar and feathers. It's yeah. all that shit. And but he got medieval with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't glue on the cling film, if it was something like drain cleaner yeah. that would just... 
<laughs> corrode his face. Bleach in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, they probably did the, the flame tour and thought, we're at 10, let's take it back down to 7. Let's just humiliate him. This is a children's movie. <laughs> but weirdly, the director said in an interview that they asked him what his favourite like part of this whole scene was. And that, uh, sorry, his least favourite part. And it was this bit because he thought it wasn't violent enough. I get that. Yeah, if it was first, like it was one of the outer traps. Yeah. You know, and, and the traps got more dangerous the closer into the house they got. It would kind of make sense. But I also get they had to put this into, you know, lower the tension a little bit. Because <laughs> it's getting this a bit is apocalypse a now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marv now comes in through the dining room window. Window? <laughs> window. <laughs> Window. <laughs> Window. You're fucking killing me. <laughs> I've been broken. <laughs> oh, God. Window. <laughs> he comes in through the window and he looks all around the room apart from the only place he should be looking, which is down, oh. and steps directly onto balls placed at, at the bottom of the window, which is an, just another foot thing, which is I don't like. It's, it's glass in the feet. Because I've had that and it's so horrible it's removing super it. Where you thin can see glass, glass as well. Yes. Oh, Move like to your skin yeah. and it ripples. It's super gross. Yeah. Even if Kevin didn't intend to kill these guys tonight, none of them will be alive in five years. Neither of them, rather, will be alive in five years. Whether it's the concussion or the infection <laughs> from the injuries that he's caused, their lifespan is significantly reduced. Oh, yeah. No, he's shaving some years off for sure. They should have left by now. I'd have given up. After the flamethrower. Yeah. When, when I'd you have gone home. Yeah, you're taking on a child who's equipped with flamethrowers and you've just got a fucking crowbar. Probably call it a day, lads. <laughs> oh, this boy is trying to kill me. <laughs> I just wanted the watches and necklaces and such. But I quite like to live. So. Oh my God, I'm crying. Oh, oh God. Well, they eventually get into the house. Uh, they chase Kevin. They slip on the the rug with the, the toys underneath. And then they both try to get up the stairs and get a paint can to the face and some serious concussion, which is also no joke. No. Super not good for you. Yeah, paint tins themselves are fucking heavy. And they've got like a good fucking swing on them to, until they connect with their faces. They, yeah. I mean, are going to be unconscious at the very least, they're going to have a fucking fractured skull. They're going to be bone fragments in their brain. They're going to be in a bad fucking way. Yeah. I I love tree surgery. This is a weird little... Tangent. Tangent, yes. I love people who cut down trees, you know, whether allowed to. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting process and yeah. profession. And there's a thing on Netflix, which is really good. I can't remember what it's called. I'll try to find the name and put it in the description for anyone who'd like to watch it. But also, I the, on the flip side... The stories and some videos I've seen of people who are not safe whilst cutting trees and just like a branch will come down, but the heaviness and the speed at which they come down just erase that person from the planet. Yeah. Like it is not even a very large tree. They can be cutting a like a tree in your front lawn. And if the branch lands directly on your face, your face is no longer there. It is now on the lawn. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know no, why no, I brought no. that up. I just think it's very interesting. <laughs> the ones that I like are those videos. It's when people are um, reaching out and cutting off big branches and the branch, rather than just falls, it swings and then the whole tree just fucking like twangs them off and then they're like pinballing on the ropes that they're on, like side to side. Yes. Fuck man, that looks... 
not very pleasant. <laughs> Genuinely, you should look up how tree surgeons do what they do. Yeah. In those videos, it's always not professionals doing it. You yeah, think yeah. they can just pick a spot and cut down a tree. No, no. Anyway, that's one of my weird interests for you. <laughs> tree fucking surgery. <laughs> <laughs> well... Harry and Marv chase Kevin. He manages to place a phone call to the police. uh, And just as he's trying to get away again, he plops a tarantula onto uh, Marv's face. And we get this funny little scene where Marv just beats the shit out of Harry because the tarantula is on him for a moment. This is all just to hold them up so Kevin can reasonably get away in our minds. Yeah. I mean, we should say as well that Joe Pesci's character trips over a trip line that he's set up and that is what knocks him unconscious out of everything here he flips over and then is unconscious for the next sort of like 30 seconds which by the way is very bad for you (laughs) oh 30 seconds is way too long yeah and then he wakes up to marv looming over him with a crowbar trying to get this spider but he just batters him in the chest (laughs) (laughs) i would fucking hate that though i'm not a big spider guy you like you don't mind spiders do you Uh Uh, No, same as you, mate. I do not like spiders. So I went to a pet shop to pick up food for... uh, I used to have a bearded dragon. R.I.P. Sila. Loved you, boy. (laughs) And I was interested in getting a scorpion. And the guy was just showing me stuff he had in the shop. And he pulled out a tarantula first. And he was like, do you want to hold it? And I was like, fuck you, guy. My only (laughs) hobby is a tree surgery. Get that spider out of my face. Uh, And then he got out the scorpion. And I think I've only seen scorpions on film and, like cartoons and in my imagination because when they pulled it out they are identical to spiders just with the stinger and i was like actually i don't want one of these i'm going home (laughs) with extra danger yes it's a spider with extra danger we had a a scorpion in our uh, apartment on holiday yes yes i i never saw one but people kept saying they saw scorpions about yeah yeah it was only a diddy one it was only like maybe an, an inch and a half two inches but yeah that was a that was pretty cool. But there's there are native ones to the UK, apparently. I remember it was on, like, some, like, country file or something. And they were down on the beaches. Really? Yeah, like, um, I imagine they came over on boats or whatever. But they're under UV. They glow blue. So they're on, on the beaches under, well, like, the cool. jetties and shit. And they shone them. And there was fucking hundreds of these tiny little scorpions everywhere. That's cool. Yeah. yeah not, uh... I don't think they're, they're particularly mm. dangerous. And I've never seen one the whole time I've lived here, which is... No, me my whole life. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we put in a good stint. Yeah, yeah. Well, now Kevin makes his escape across the zip line he put together earlier on to his treehouse, mm. and for some reason, Harry and Marv think that instead of going back through the house through all the traps they've already triggered, it is better to climb across the the zip line towards Kevin, which is obviously the real trap. Because as they're going across it, Kevin cuts the the line. And clearly the concussion is in full force here because (laughs) this kid absolutely wants to kill you. And gravity is one of the top three killers. And (laughs) if you want to do it, gravity's the way, isn't it? And you've got that chance, take it. This is from the the second floor, which is the third floor in America. That is a good... Good deal of height, right? That's got to be like 10 metres plus. Yeah, it'll break your ribs if you fall up. If you hit your back, it'll break your ribs. You'd probably die, man. I think from that height. Having taken so many hits to the head (laughs) The compounded injuries. I think that's why, yeah, Harry went down. He'd taken so many hits to the head, he took one more fall and his brain was just like, I need a fucking 30 seconds right now. (laughs) Which is 
we cannot say this enough <laughs> so bad for you yeah. in films when someone is like knocked out for four hours if you wake up it's your last minute yeah you say your goodbyes then because you are dying yeah concussion cannot understate this enough it's so bad for you i don't know why i'm taking this stance today <laughs> as someone who's been concussed many many times i'll tell you there are residual effects so <laughs> 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 oh Anyway, Kevin makes it to the Murphy house, which is where he's trying to lead Harry and Marv, if they're still fucking alive. But they manage to head him off before he gets into the main house. Luckily, just as they pinned him against the wall, old man Marley has been waiting for this chance to just sucker some cunts with his <laughs> shovel. And he does that very thing. He knocks the last grey matter out of them. <laughs> uh, the, the police finally show up. They arrest Harry and Marv, knowing every house they've hit, of course, because they've been leaving that signature wet house everywhere they go. <laughs> and just as they leave, Kevin gives them a, a cheeky little wave. Bye, cunts. Ensuring that he's made an enemy <laughs> yeah. for life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't bite him in the arse. Enter Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, Kevin's mum is on the way home in the van with Gus, which is John Candy's character. Uh, they're discussing who's the worst parent. And there's a great story here where he talks about leaving his kids in a funeral parlor all day. <laughs> Super good. He says uh, he came round after six or seven weeks. Well, he started talking again. <laughs> so funny. Sorry, I was swallowing my beer then. So good. Well, Kevin wakes up the next day after defeating his, his enemies. <laughs> he searches for his family, but no one is there. And just as he's about to give up, the, the van pulls up, his mum comes in, they reunite, there's a lovely little scene, and then the rest of the horrible family come home, they're all reunited. Somehow, Kevin has managed to clean the entire house yeah. of all his traps, the blood, yeah. the tar, <laughs> uh, the feathers, the paint, uh, the, the iron marks yeah. in the floor. <laughs> Whatever he created, he is somehow cleaned up overnight. Guessing that ice melted on the steps as well, otherwise they were, that would have been a fucking train wreck. Uh, you'd hope so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, he got the, the, rid of the smell of singed flesh yeah. from the house <laughs> since he got harrowed twice. Smells like pork in here. Have you been cooking pork? <laughs> <laughs> smells good. Yeah. And then he oh. has the cheek when they asked him what he's been doing. And he just says, oh, I just hung around. No, Kevin McAllister, you fucking tortured and maimed two fully grown adults and then got them arrested. Please be more forthcoming. You with hung some men. <laughs> you never hunt a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the final scene is he peeps out the window and he sees old man Marley has finally made up with his son. They hug. Uh, I actually felt my cold, cold heart move here. It was quite a nice scene to end on. Yeah. But then my brain, my stupid dumb brain said, that old man is dead and all my feelings <laughs> went away again. So I also had that thought as well. And I googled it. He is dead. But the <laughs> Of course he fucking is. <laughs> but as nice as that scene was, I want to hear the conversation that he had with his estranged son and how awkward that interaction would have been. Yes, there were hugs involved, <laughs> but they haven't seen each other for a very long time. I don't even like hugging my family too much and I see them regularly and love them. So it's... <laughs> imagine that. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have known what 
had caused them not to speak for however many yeah. years it was, five, six years. But we never learn. <laughs> Probably the, the shovel stuff, the yeah. serial killer stuff. Yeah. Dad, honest. I heard that you're a serial killer. Or the way killer. he looks yeah. at children. Yeah. <laughs> well, Johnny, we've reached the end of the movie, and therefore we've reached the question of this podcast, and I must be careful not to say goose or bumps. <laughs> Johnny, so you think that was good, do you? Film's a fucking masterpiece, Evan. It's just as good as it was when I first saw it, I reckon. I really loved it. It's hard to fault in any way, unless you're digging into the weird psychology of this broken child. But Macaulay Culkin is one of the great child actors, and you can see why he's so revered, I think. he's He was fucking amazing in it. And Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern were fucking... They smashed it too. But I think the real heroes are the stuntmen who were in this film. <laughs> they took a beating. Yeah, apparently Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a very short 30-year-old man. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a timeless classic for a reason. And although like, it's visibly older by the fashion and the style of everything, it's it's fucking it's amazing. The film rocks. I can't disagree with you, and nor do I have anything really interesting to add. This is a classic. I'm not a big Christmas movie guy at all, really. I'll do Muppets Christmas Carol, and that's probably about it. Mm. But this, I will be watching this this Christmas. Sorry to do it. Not at Christmas, guys, but just wanted to do a nice movie everyone could enjoy after so many horrible goosebumps. Yeah, uh, yeah this was fantastic. Great actors. I love John Candy in it. Yeah. Uh, I need to go back and watch more John Candy movies. I didn't yeah, realise sure. how much I was missing seeing him. This was great. It's yeah. Brilliant. 10 out of 10 bumps. Yeah. <laughs> It really bumped my geese. Great stuff. Well, thank you, Johnny. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Oh, any bloody time. I say any time. Like, you're not a part of this podcast now. Why am I saying that? I will see you next week, cunt. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you all for bloody listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do follow us over at So You Think Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm uploading all our old episodes onto YouTube, so please catch those over there. It'd really be great to get some exposure on there because YouTube has a new podcast feature, so some awareness over there would be fantastic. Hey, please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're using right now. That'd also be great. I'm just begging you at this point. <laughs> we'll send Macaulay round if you don't. <laughs> I'll send MJ round. Yeah. I'll ask Santa to raise him from the dead. <laughs> I don't want any presents this year, Santa. <laughs> I just want MJ. <laughs> Bloody hell. What a way to end. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.